Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough... Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. And welcome into a special edition of the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G radio as we have returned to the podcast dojo and we are ready for what I look forward to every week. Now I'm not sure like what podcast gets the most downloads. Is it the Friday one with the interview? Is it the Saturday life of Maller and Danny G or is it the mailbag? As you know, Danny, I just keep my head down and keep marching on, hoping that the audience is there. And you know, it, it's it's an odd thing. The, the mailbag, I like it because I don't really know what we're going to get on the mailbag. Literally is a mixed bag. I've told you before, one of my favorite segments working with you on the live show was Ask Ben because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what questions were going to come up. And then we would learn something new about you and everybody on the crew. And most of the time, it was something humorous that we'd all be laughing about later. Well, it might be romantic or, uh, you know. And just, oh. oh, that's so sweet. And yeah, Hopefully not romantic. Nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody wants to. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, that's definitely true. Uh, you could tell some uh, story about how you saved somebody out of a burning car and the crowd went wild. <laughs> Would you run towards a burning car to, to help somebody? You know, you don't know until you're in the moment. I would like to think I would, depending uh, on the level of fire, depending <laughs> on the level of fire. Yeah. Oh, like smoke. And you maybe you could see just a little bit of flame starting by the engine. Yeah. In my head, I think we all have this. And like the cartoon bubble in our heads, we're the hero. Yeah. Right? We run over just in the nick of time. We pull the person out of the car. We get away, and then when we get like 30 steps away, kaboom, <laughs> the thing explodes. <laughs> and uh, and then we wake up and we realize Wrong. that's actually not what happened. That n- none of that none of that took place. And boom goes the dynamite. All right, uh, let's get to the mailbag. <laughs> it's in the All 
right, the first question on the mailbag comes from Kevin in Kansas. He says, Dear Ben and Danny G, you both have odd sleep schedules. What's the longest you've gone without sleep, and how unnormal were you during that span, or did you actually function uh, decently? Uh, That is from Kevin, our buddy in Kansas, who is a fellow teacher Danny G. And so I'm trying to think the longest I went. I think it might have actually been when I had my gallbladder issues because I couldn't sleep. I was so uncomfortable that it was a nightmare. Uh, So that might have been it. Outside of that, when I was doing that television stuff at NBC and I was traveling and I had to get off the plane and immediately work. Uh, The problem I have is I sound like I'm drunk. I start slurring my words, which is when you're in the business I'm in and and you're in, Danny, that that becomes problematic. Except a lot of our favorite Maller Militia members sound that way. Oh, that isn't funny. That is true. Yeah, you just sound like the leader. Yeah, but as far as the number of hours, without doing any kind of pharmaceuticals like Jed Who Fled, some of the other people that call the show, I would say I've probably stayed up maybe three days, I think, is the is about the limit on that. I've definitely done two days a lot where I've gone over 40, 45, you know, right around 48 hours where I have gone without sleep. So I've done that. But I'm getting older now, Danny. We're, we're both getting older. I don't know how much of that I can do anymore. I, I need at least a few hours of sleep. I'm not a good sleeper, but I need at least a few. There were some nights where I had to do the intricate parts of some projects. Now, mind you, that's 60 kids, 60 different projects. So I had the hot glue gun out here at home and I had like an assembly line on my kitchen table and counters. I literally was up all night working on it and then showered, went to work, stayed up working all day, got home. I love science. You know, I guess that's doable because you don't sleep, you're up for two days, whatever. But when I first started the podcast with you and I was moving here to where I'm at now, Ben, there was a three-day span where I was moving, working at the network, working at the school, and I literally did not sleep for three straight days. It was just work, this shift, double shift, this move. And I remember being in my old place in Burbank with my eyes just bugged out. I've never done drugs like cocaine or anything like that. But that would have been the time to start. (laughs) (laughs) I remember thinking to myself, how did people do this back in the 80s, you know, where they just worked around the clock and they never slept? And then it occurred to me they did not do it on their own. They didn't do it sober. Drugs are bad. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I've heard stories about people. I think we know some of the people who have done television in L.A., who were uh, skiing the mountains, uh, even when there was no snow on the mountains. They were... They were riding the white horse? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but I've never done that stuff either. I mean, people get blown away. I've I've talked about this also in the past, but I've never had uh, a cup of coffee, and I can't have it at this point because that is my claim to fame. That is my conversation starter. I have crossed the Rubicon of age where I can no longer discuss uh, even having a cup of coffee because it's off the table. And sushi, right? I've never had sushi either. That is correct. I've never. Uh, See, the sushi part is amazing to me. The coffee, I kind of get it because I don't exactly like the smell of black coffee. Yeah. Racist. Um, You know, I need like a lot of creamer. I need a lot of sugar. I need milk added. So I I like the cold coffee. I would drink a cold latte way before I would drink any sort of hot coffee. So I kind of can understand that. But never having sushi, and you live in Southern California, that's just weird. Oh, um, I'm obviously weird. I'm in radio. (laughs) (laughs) You know that. You're in radio. Not even a California roll? See, that's like sushi for beginners. No, I've never, I've never, I don't like fish. I don't like fish when it's cooked. Why am I gonna eat sushi when it's not when it's not cooked? Uh, we forgot, by the way, to mention our buddy Ohio Al. We thank Ohio Al. Yeah. I just kind of slid in. We slid into that without giving him the proper credit. Yeah. That's a bad job by us. 
but Ohio Al came up with the the jingle. The great Ohio Al. The mail continues. It does not end. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Pierre from East of the Rockies writes and he says, I am writing in on the wild card line. He says, uh, <laughs> I like that. Uh, three quick questions. A, why did you save your bone-breaking adventures for the Mallertown podcast and not your own? And he uh, says credit to the Aussie guy for breaking the news. That's a great question, Pierre. I, I don't know why that that ended up that way. I, I never, I never spent too much time uh, worried about it. I mean, it's kind of like I told I told the story with him, and I guess it just didn't come up on the podcast. That's a bad job by me. He also says, "Can you share the cautionary tale of Ernie the Great Opiner for the listeners?" Uh, he says he wants to know the uh, the details. Well, Ernie was you were on the show when Ernie was part of the show, right, Danny? Yeah. Were there. Yeah. And Ernie was a big uh, big part of what we were doing and all that. And he quit the show. He, like he was like a major contributor in the show. And Ernie was a great fan of the show. And we had the Muppet. Remember the Muppets uh, account? And and, and Al, actually, Al, Pierre is Alf the Alien Opiner, and he was one of the guys that started that. And Ernie was getting so upset because he had Ernie from Bert and Ernie as his avatar. And he was so annoyed uh, by all these other Muppet accounts. It was hilarious. It was, it, but, and, and that's part of the reason he went away. Uh, and I don't, I don't think we're going to hear from Ernie again, unfortunately. I think not that he's dead. But I just think he's moved on. Oh, no, but it sucks. If somebody quits your live show, it's almost like a death. Yeah, they're, these are people that are part of our family. I, I agree with you. It's it's a weird thing when they get traded. Like like Chris in Houston, who was like a nemesis from Houston, Chris, but he doesn't call anymore because he's on the dreaded day shift. He sold out for the day shift, and you know you miss him. You're like, uh, like every once in a while, I like to have a nice conversation with Chris so I could bust his balls about the Astros, the cheating Astros. Uh, and Pierre also says, is Fullerton west of the 405? Asking for a friend, he says. Uh, no. Uh, no, no, no. It is west. Uh, well, it's actually east of the 5, although I think the 5 goes through part of Fullerton. West of Fashion Island. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is. Yeah. Uh, unless it's not. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, thank you for that. Next up, ironically enough, I don't know how this worked out. Come back, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Mike from Fullerton writes in. He says, has USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten made you feel any different now that Southern California is part of the Big Ten country? It took me a while to adjust, but I'm really starting to appreciate these Midwestern values, says uh, Mike uh, from Fullerton. Yeah, I, when I was driving through Westwood, this week to get to the Fox Sports Radio studios, I was I took the dreaded 405 to get over the hill and uh, through Bel Air and all that nonsense. And so I'm driving and I'm looking at the UCLA campus. I'm like, wow, I, I can't believe they get snow here. That's it's going to be wild. It's absolutely crazy. And I wonder what the UCLA hockey team is going to be uh, when they take on Wisconsin mm. and Michigan. It's That's going to be cool, right? <laughs> Man. Uh, and then Mike also says he's adding a few more to his interview wish list. And he's got Ralph Lawler, okay. Don McLean, Jose Moda, and Donald Trump. He says Danny G has his number. And he says last but certainly least, Brian Finley uh, is on the, the list. So out of that list, not that we do list podcasting, but Ralph Lawler, I believe, will be on – the podcast at some point. I'm I'm friends with Ralph. He's retired now. He's he spends part of his time in Oregon, part of his time in Florida. But the reason I believe he'll come on the podcast, Danny, he's got a book. Mm, yeah, the, the book's coming out, so he'll be on to pimp his book. And I actually want to read the book. He's going to tell Sterling stories, stories about Donald Sterling, his time with the Clippers, obviously his life. Racist. And so uh, hopefully. We'll get him on at some point. I, I know I know uh, all these guys except Trump. Ben, congratulations. Don McLean, I know from the Petros and Money show. And Don, I when he played in the NBA years ago and all that, he's been around forever. So 
hopefully we can get him on. And Jose Moda. Uh, I've known known Jose for, for many, many years also. Casually. You know, we're not best friends. Ben, would this be a good time to vent for a minute about Brian Billick? <laughs> Is it now? Can we officially put the, the the cover of the coffin down and say that's it? We're done. Are we at that point now? I would like to because on a previous podcast we joked around because we jumped through all these hoops with Brian Billick and his representative to get him on as a guest on the podcast. Brian Billick. Brian Billick. They said yes to the interview, and then through email only. They would not give me cell phone numbers, except we had one cell phone number, remember, that said, this isn't Brian's phone anymore. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yes. And I got that number from somebody who, that was the number. That was the yes. number. Brian Billick pretended like his cell phone number wasn't his cell phone number. And in that text message, which was very odd, he said, Brian Billick doesn't use this cell phone anymore. You need to get a hold of his rep. And he gave the rep's name. And I'm like, well, if Brian doesn't use this phone anymore, how would this person know who Brian Billick's rep is? Exactly. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll play your stupid game, Brian Billick. I've been emailing back and forth with his rep. This is just amazing to me because back and forth, I'm talking 10 emails, Ben. He doesn't come on the podcast. So you and I were like, whatever, Brian Billick. I even, I have a funny drop from that podcast because you're like, Brian Billick, Brian Billick, Brian Billick, Brian Billick. And it's just funny to hear your voice cracking because you were so pissed off about dumbass Brian Billick. Well, fast forward to Monday, I get an email from the rep saying, hey, Danny, it's been a while. I know you guys really wanted to have Brian on the show. Good news. He's doing media tomorrow, all day Tuesday. He's going to go on TV and radio. So give me the time for Ben, and we'll make it happen. I promise. And I'm like, well, that's nice. I mean, you know, it was a shit show last time trying to work with this guy, but he's trying to make it up to us. So I text you. I'm like, hey, Ben, what's your window? When can we tape this guy? Yeah, I gave you two windows, right? Yes. I gave you two window, a morning window and an afternoon window to completely f up my day. Yes, to complete so, for the podcast yes. to talk to Brian Billick, who has not coached in the NFL in over a decade. I immediately send this information back to him via email, and I'm like, "Dude, we look forward to it. Here are the two windows. Let me know what works for Brian." You got crickets. That's all we got. Tick, 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 tick. Nothing, nothing back, nothing back, nothing back. I'm checking my email all day. Now I'm interrupting my school job by trying to slyly check my email in between lesson plans and teaching these kids in the classroom. I'm like, all right, you guys cut and paste over there. I got to check my email. So I'm checking my email. Nothing from this guy. Nothing back. Tick, 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 tick. Day goes, day goes, nothing back. So that night, I email him again, and I'm like, dude, it's almost Tuesday. When are we going to tape? I wake up, Ben. I set my alarm for Tuesday morning. I set it for 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and 6 a.m. That way, I don't miss any communication with this guy. I get one email from him Tuesday morning at 5.20 a.m. our time, and it said, what time does Ben want to tape again? <laughs> <laughs> and and mind you, Danny, the, in the afternoon, I'm texting my friend in Baltimore because he knows Billick and he's one of the people, whatever. So we're we're friends and yeah. And he's like, hey, I heard Billick's on one of the stations in Baltimore right now doing an interview. Oh. And I'm like, wait a minute, I, this is one of the windows that I had given Danny and Billick's rep yeah. Yeah. To the interview. And then he popped up on a station in Denver. Like he did a bunch of like radio stuff and a few podcast things, but we were on the list and we didn't make the list. What was that? Hi, I like the Saints. That's that's fine. That's it. Next time they need something to promote, I'll remember this. All right. Next time they got some crappy product they want to promote or whatever, or some gambling thing, I'll I'll remember. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, uh, moving on as we continue the uh, always exciting uh, fifth hour mailbag. Uh, who is next here? Let's see. Mail, all right, we have Neil from the Real Miami. He says a three-hour-long but scenic drive from Hemingway's Key West, a great place for the Miami chapter of the Maller Militia to meet up. You can fly over to Miami or Fort Lauderdale, 20 minutes away. Gascon and Lawrence, the lawyer, a.k.a. Marlins man, can pick you up in a stretch limo and we can swing by to get Weed Man Hippie and cantankerous COVID couple from Palm Bay uh, and uh, on the way to Key West. What uh, do you say? Yeah. Uh, well, you named pretty much all the listeners, although we did have that uh, that guy, the dick from, from Miami. Ben, I love you. Uh, who calls up every once in a while. He hasn't called up in a while. Uh, that would be great fun. I'd love to do it. I've, I've been to Miami at once in my life, I was there for like a week years ago for a, a World Series, and I've not been back. Uh, so that would be that would be great. And uh, I have friends that have moved there, and I know a lot of people in Florida over the last three years. A lot of people left California. Many of them have gone not just to Miami, but Orlando and uh, you name it. The the Gulf Coast uh, region where the what do they call it? the Redneck Riviera, I believe, is the term. <laughs> Some friends that are there. Uh, Neil also says pro tip for you and the Maller militia. Best time to go to Miami is the end of the hurricane season, which is from Halloween when they have a freaky fantasy fest and then followed by festival after festival, including some food festivals like seafood. So you can pick your own poison. Uh, that's great advice. Yeah. So, and, and that's a good time to go anyway, because it, the weather in Miami is always pretty much the same. It doesn't really get that cold. doesn't get that hot. It's always kind of the same, around the same temperature. So if you go there in uh, October, i maybe wait till November, though, right? Because it gets a little colder in November. Where we are, it doesn't get all that cold. So thanks for the information, Neil. And if I do end up having another one of my friends relocate to Miami, I guess I'm going to have to go back to Miami and, Sounds to me like there'll be more people I know moving to Miami, Miami, Miami. You've got mail. Tony in Seattle writes in. This is somewhat related. He says the next place he'd like to travel, yes, with Mrs. Maller and Mrs. Tenderoni. So oh. any road trips? I know you, you mentioned your car issues here, Danny, so uh. she won't be going on any car trips, but 
Uh, any any exotic locations that you'd like to visit? No, nothing exotic. Uh, we're actually going to try to go to Disneyland next week. That's uh, the cost of going somewhere exotic. Are you going to start robbing banks on the way? <laughs> yes. Um, I do have a few weekdays off in between this summer school job ending and the next school semester starting. That's going to be nice to have a couple of weekdays off. Just going to try to stay close by in Southern California. No, Nothing long distance until November. A staycation. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we got Maui coming up in November. That's the big one. That's yeah. the big one. That's the big one. So we're saving. We're in that mode right now where we're like, get the one that's on sale. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. As far as me, Tony, uh, I actually would like to get to the Pacific Northwest again. Although Portland, my wife's got a friend in Portland, and we were talking about going up there and visiting her and her kid and all that. Uh, and I want to get back to Minnesota. I was so close in wisconsin and i learned that people from minnesota do not cross the wisconsin minnesota border it's a point of demarcation it's apparently they the people in wisconsin hate the people in minnesota and vice versa they think the other state is like a demilitarized zone so i had a meet and greet in appleton and we had all these listeners in minnesota like oh yeah i'm gonna drive over it's a long drive but i want to meet you and then nobody showed up from minnesota but I we, we do so well there on the radio show. I really would love to meet a bunch of the big fans of the show that listen on, on KFAN, one of the great sports talkers in the country. And it's very cool that they carry the overnight show. So I'd love to go in there and go to some Juicy Lucy place. And if you're one of our P1s and you know a restaurant in Minnesota, like the reason I, I picked a Latin fusion restaurant in Appleton because that was a friend of the family. And so I, I, it's much easier to do these things if you end up knowing someone or you have somebody's a fan of the show at the restaurant. Uh, there has been some talk of a Maller meet and greet sometime in August at a, I cannot reveal the location yet. That's not finalized, so I don't want to say anything about it to jinx it. Um, but to answer your question again, Tony, Minnesota, possibly Portland, and that's, uh, that's about it. But I, whether I get to any of those places, uh, I, I can't. Can't say. What do you mean, jinx it? Like burn it down, like Bakersfield? How dare you? <laughs> that stadium's still there, although it should be burned down. I will say that. Uh, Chris in Maricopa, Iowa, writes in says, "You and Danny G should start watching a TV series together, and you can discuss the weekly episode on the pod." Yeah, I don't know that I have enough time. Neither do you, Danny, with our crazy schedules to dedicate every week. To watch a an episode, but from time to time, I I did this with with Gascon back in the day, west of the four hundred five, where if there was a cool documentary or something, and we could both watch it and give our like book report or movie review, like Siskel and Ebert. There's an outdated reference. <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down, you know, on the on the documentary. Have you been watching the Jeter documentary? God no, I I'm not a Yankee fan, and I. I don't want to overdose on athlete worship, so I'm not. I've not checked it out. I have heard, I've heard some things. The Yankee fans, of course, love it. They think it's the greatest thing ever. But I'm not a Yankees fan by any means, but I like it. But I, I like most sports documentaries. Yeah, like I'm, I'm hit and miss on the sports documentary thing. Like some of them, I love the one about the baseball cards. I thought was fascinating, but I, I'm of the age of where I grew up in that world. So I see that I'm like, oh man, <laughs> well I was a, I was a mark, and they took advantage of me as a kid. Uh, those rat bastards. Uh, <laughs> me and my older brother, man, I've told you before, paper chase. Our goal in life was to get some little bit of coin and get our butts to paper chase to buy some more plastic sheets. Oh yeah, I, I get a whole wing filled with cards that I I still have to get rid of. But I uh, part of me is like, no, it's nostalgia. But then the other part of me is taking up space. I got to get rid of this stuff. Uh, what a pain in the behind uh, that was. Uh, all right, let's keep it going on the mailbag. Next up is uh, Mark. He says, "How did Marcel completely fool you, Ben? That dude is the biggest fake ever." <laughs> Ben, he's making you look really weird. Ben, is that really him on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, that's Marcel. I didn't know he was black. Racist. 
<laughs> Not to sound like that famous Ben Mallard drop. That famous Ben, I don't know if you know this, but I'm black. That's right. That oh, that was the guy that sounded like Bill Cosby. That, yes, that, that used yes. to call us from Arizona. I still have that drop in my uh, hard drive here. Hey, man, you might not know this, but I'm black. <laughs> yeah, he just randomly starts. And it was hilarious. Marcel is uh, African-American. And uh, I, I, all these people think we're getting punked and he's a character. And this is another one of those cases where, Danny, people seem to think we have a much bigger budget than we do and that we're much more creative than we are. Uh, neither one of those things is true because – Marcel is a kid who lives in the projects in Brooklyn. I've said it before. We'll say it again for those of you that haven't heard. Marcel's got issues. He's got problems. He loves the radio. It's his outlet to the world. He doesn't get out of his home. He doesn't see the world. He's stuck in this little apartment in Brooklyn. And Uncle Dynamite comes by and gives him food. And and so there's only a couple things he eats. But Marcel, for him, this is like the greatest thing in the world that he gets to be on the radio. And he likes being a character. From what I can tell, he likes being a character on the show and he likes to play along with us and all that. And so, but he's, he's not somebody we're paying and he's not punking us. I've, trust me. It's his version of ham radio. Big antenna on his roof. And he's reaching out to everybody around the country. Yeah, like he's in his own little world and... It's he's on the internet and he's able to call our show. He's a he was a correspondent on the Big Jab in Maine, in Portland, Maine. I think the PM Jab. I mean, it was the AM Jab. One of the more either the AM or the PM show. They had him on, <laughs> and he's my favorite is when he contacts Australian news anchors. Like he somehow tracked them down. So it's weird because he's he's got some mental issues, but he's able to find these these broadcasters and and so in some parts of his. His mind is okay. He's a savant when it comes to investigative reporting. He is the man that broke the Titanic, that the Titanic had hit the iceberg. Nobody else had reported that as breaking news. Breaking news. I heard that that morning. Oh, my God. Uh, Breaking news sounder. The Titanic sunk. He hasn't fallen for that ruse much anymore. So I think he has figured out that when somebody sends him a breaking news story, you might want to double check it. You might want to check into it a little more. All right. Uh, next up on the, you know what? You've got mail. The mailbag. Uh, Mr. Luciano from Southgate in SoCal says, this question is for Ben and Danny G. Are you guys excited that the NFL is almost back? And how much betting, if any, will you guys do? Uh, keep up the great work, uh, guys. Well, we hope to have on some platform, Benny versus the Penny. To be back, so we'll pick every game against the spread. But as far as the games we're actually going to bet, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my spots as I usually do. I don't bet every game. You shouldn't bet every game, but if I got a pretty good vibe on a team or a player that going into a game, I will obviously bet it. But I usually only bet. I try to bet three games a weekend, sometimes five, but I try to keep it to three. And if perfect scenario would be only one. Uh, and just let it roll. If you have really, it's it's hard enough to win one game, and then you got to win two out of three, or three out of five, or four out of seven, or if you do a parlay, you got to win them all, which is a pain in the, or a teaser, pain in the ass. Uh, but yeah, we're obviously excited, Mister. You, you, you knew we're excited. Yeah, man. I saw a video the other day of Carr throwing a long pass to Adams in double coverage, and him snatching it. And I stood up, Ben, and celebrated as if it was a touchdown in the regular season. <laughs> now, are you going to make the pilgrimage to Vegas for – are they having any opening pra- any open practices at that massive air hangar Raider facility that I drove by last time I was in Vegas? That's a good question. I've been so busy between the network and school that, no, I haven't even looked into it. The prices are astronomical like Disneyland. I did the stadium tour. But I haven't been there for a game yet, so I'm going to try to go this season for one game. Now, is is it a regular season game or an exhibition? Which one are you? I would rather go to a meaningful game, like in, in the middle of the season or down the stretch. I would rather go sometime in November or December. All right, so I'm looking at the secondary market. I just punched it up on my computer here in the studio, and I have – 
You, are you sitting down? Are you? Yeah. Which game were you thinking? Should I just go through all the games, or you want me to pick uh, one or two that you're thinking about? Like go towards the middle of the season. So you're looking like October, November, something like yes. that. It's like yeah. week seven to week uh, twelve. Exactly. Uh, all right. So after the bye week, so the Raiders will be rested. They have their bye week in week six. The Raiders will play the Houston Texans. Now the Texans are a dog food team. Mm-hmm. That game will cost you their tickets as low if you want to sit near the pearly gates for $152. Okay, with an oxygen mask falling yes. down at your seat. You'll need, you'll need a doctor. I'm a doctor. The Indianapolis Colts will visit November 13th. That's week 10. Oh, that's going to be pricey. Uh, it's 171 bucks for the cheapest. For, for the nosebleeds. That's not too bad, I guess. But for something good, what's a good ticket cost for that? Oh, boy. Lower bowl, right at the 50-yard line behind the Colts bench. Yeah. Uh, that's going to cost you minimum uh, $1,053. <laughs> now, hold on a sec. Now, in the end zone, uh, it's still expensive. Section 101 at Allegiant Stadium, uh, $311. Still very pricey, but you are in the lower bowl. So that would be 600 plus for a pair. Yeah. You know, there's a reason they made the most money off of tickets last season. Well, yeah, that's a destination situation. Uh, People are dying Jones at again. Let's see the, the cheapest ticket. Where is the cheapest uh, ticket? Wow. I mean, this is this compelling podcast. (laughs) The cheapest ticket is at the hotel across the street with the binoculars. Well, the, the funny thing about that, the cheapest, I'm looking at all the games for the Raiders, the cheapest ticket, this is surprising to me. It, well, no, no, it's not, now it makes sense. Raiders, Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, but the reason it's the cheapest ticket, it's Christmas Eve. Saturday, December 24th, uh, Christmas Eve is the. People are busy with family. $68 ticket. So you could probably fly to Pittsburgh. Yes. Yes. It would be cheaper to fly to Pittsburgh and see that game and fly back home. You are damn right. I went down a rabbit hole. Here's what happened. Uh, Next up. We all watched you go on YouTube. I know. I know. I'm like, what what the hell is this? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape... You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Falls fan Jimmy writes in from Big Orange Country. He says, for both of you, in your opinion, why is college football so much more popular in the South than on the West Coast? Myself, I would walk to Knoxville. I would rather walk to Knoxville than drive to Nashville. Uh, Who is your favorite college football team 
Well, it's, it's just a, really a product of, of the way I read that college football's popularity in the South is provincial. And people in the West are, there's a lot of transient people that have moved from other parts. And so they might like college football, but they're fans of whatever school they, they came from. And in the South, I just feel like it's more people that are, that are locked in, and loaded that are from their generations of families and things like that. And they grew up fans of Alabama or Auburn, Georgia, LSU, whoever it might be. And just, just keep it going. Uh, Danny, any theory on the love of college football in the South? I would tend to agree with what you just said, because like Clay Travis, for instance, his grandfather played for Tennessee. And you hear that a lot. A lot of guys that I met when I visited Tennessee their family history runs deep like that with whatever school, whether it be Auburn or Tennessee, they have family ties. I don't have that here in California. My family spread out. One person went to Santa Cruz. One person went to UC Davis. One person went to school in the OC. It's so spread out for us here that we just don't have that family tie the way people do in the South. Yeah. Now, that being said, if UCLA and USC both have good football teams, it's popping at the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl. For sure. When's the last time that happened where they both had good teams? It feels like it's been a bush push. It's been a long time. When USC was going off with Liner and Bush, I remember people crowding the sports bars here. Oh, it was massive. I, I, at that time, and I, I was around those USC teams when Pete Carroll was there. And I was in an elevator with Spike Lee and Rick Fox, who was still playing at the time. They were in the and, and, and I want to point out, Spike Lee looked at me like I, he thought I was going to mug him and kill him. And when that, when the elevator doors closed, there's a thing when you're a celebrity you don't like being in an elevator with other strangers. And he Spike Lee, I can still close my eyes yeah. the look that he gave me in the elevator at the Coliseum before they renovated it. You thought you were Debo from Friday. Why are you in here? My bike. You're not supposed to be in here and all that stuff. Carlos in Bang Bang Houston says, Hey, Ben, good job in installing the Maller riddle into the show. I love hearing the funny answers from the Maller militia. Also, I'm an Astros fan, and I enjoy listening to you every day. So you can't really say the Astros fans don't like you. Well, I could say that, Carlos. I, I can say that not all Astro fans uh, dislike me, but many do. And it still blows me away. We, we're on 790 in Houston, which is the Astros radio station. So every once in a while, all of the stars will align, Danny, and Astro talk will end and my show will come on, our <laughs> show will come on, and I will be in the middle of a rant, the cheating Astros. and. <laughs> Did you have a take? Did you get to go uh, rail on Jose Altuve conveniently being hit by a pitch so that he didn't have to come here to the all-star game in L.A.? Yeah, that's now two years in a row, I believe it is. And because in 2020, he there was no all-star game. So really, it's three years he's avoided the all-star game. But this was the big one in uh, in L.A. And, and the only cheating Astro that was there was Joe Musgrave, or Musgrove, rather, the Padres. But that doesn't. People yeah. forget. Once you change the laundry, they kind of forget about it. Forever, Jose Altuve will be booed, correct? Oh, 100%. Bregman, uh, George Springer in Toronto should be booed everywhere he goes. Uh, all those cats. Uh, Carlos says, my question is, do you guys like the flat-billed hats or the curved-billed hats? Uh, keep up the, the great work. And so I'm a curved guy. I like, much like my women, I like curves. Uh, I'm a fan of the curves and uh what about i'm looking at the hat you're wearing you appear to be team curve also this was a hybrid and i kind of like those the ones that are across between the flat and the curve okay they're not quite curved down all the way those those ones that are curved down too much i'm not a fan of and most of the totally flat bills don't look right on your head because they'll pop up they'll do a wheelie yeah, I do not like the flat build hats. Yeah. I, I agree with you. You look, you look like a dork. You know, you <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to look good in those kind of hats. So, but I'm I'm team uh, curved hat all the way. Uh, next up is Paul from uh, Great 
Falls. Uh, he writes in on the mailbag. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Paul says, who will be the next Pac-12 team to ditch their conference, and which conference will they join? So I'm going to vote Big Ten. I believe the Big Ten comes back and starts poaching some more teams from the the Pac-12. And if I was a betting man, which I am, I would look to Northern California. You, you go by the media market. It's all about eyeballs. It's all about cume, as we say in the radio business. And so San Francisco, Stanford, the private school, Cal, the state school, and get that market covered. Although Stanford's been good at football that last couple of years, I feel like that, that program's gone the wrong direction, but they were very good for a number of years. Cal hasn't been good more than a couple of years, my entire life at, at football, but it's the market. Uh, but if you, if you're just going by raw power, you'd say if they could skip Cal, go Stanford and then the Oregon football program because of the Nike money. Yeah. That would be one. But what do you think, Danny, about teams that are going to ditch the Pac-12 for another conference? Uh, I don't know about ditching that conference, but I think the next major move that will rock the world will be Notre Dame finally picking a side. Well, they got to go Big Ten, though, right? That's what I would assume. And if Notre Dame went Big Ten, then talk about a super conference. That, that would end the USC-Notre Dame thing every year anyway, though. They wouldn't be able to play every year if they're in the same conference. Unless they just said, screw it, we'll make up our own rules as we go. They would have to do that, right? Because at that point, they'd throw everything out the window. Yeah. God, that, that would be uh, that would be something. Touchdown Jesus would be very unhappy with that, I think. <laughs> it would be bedlam. Speaking of the Bay Area, Steve in San Francisco writes, and he says, uh, did you see the story, Ben, about the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, I want to know your thoughts, uh, you and Danny G. Uh, yeah, this was the story the other day, Danny. We mentioned it briefly on the show. I guess Steve was not listening that scientists now are saying the existence of the Loch Ness Monster is plausible because they found some fossils that they believe indicate that that is a thing. So... Yeah, but that's one of those deals. I grew up when I was a kid with the Loch Ness Monster, and then I learned later on, although there's no such thing as the Loch Ness Monster, it's bogus. So, yeah, I, I think, why not? People have seen that thing for years. I think yeah. that and Bigfoot, let's, all, let's have all these things be real. Yeah, why couldn't the Loch Ness Monster be a leftover dinosaur? Yeah. I mean, we've got tortoises on Earth that have been alive for 185 years. Oh, the, so, yeah, the blue whale, right? How long has the blue whale been around? So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that there could be some sort of dinosaur like that left on Earth. Yeah. Uh, Maddie in Boston writes in, he says, uh, hey, Ben and Danny G, any chance you guys can bring the animal Thunderdome? Is that what you called it? Animal Thunderdome. Oh, he wants to he wants to have that on this show, he says. Uh, well, actually, iHeart, our bosses, have been working – on making that a podcast for months and months and months and months. Oh, is that right? Are you going to host that thing? If it happens, yeah. It is something that they've been trying to put together behind the scenes. Now, can you find enough animal stories every week? Shockingly, yes, because there's a lot of stupid people that do a lot of stupid things around animals. Uh, I still have listeners tweet animal stories to me weekly. So there are some weeks that are, you know, busier than others. But, yeah, we used to do that on OutKick the Coverage once a week, and there were plenty of stories. Yeah, Matty says he, uh, he sent a link here to a story about, I guess, in South Africa, there were some lions that ate a crocodile, a pack of – or pride of lions. Attacked. I saw that. I saw that, yeah. There was that elderly lady recently who fell into the water. And a guy jumped in trying to save her, and the alligator ate her. Oh. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And what a way to go, right? Alligator food. Yeah, that's – oh, man. Like, how long are you alive while it's eating you? That's got to be a shitty way to die. Well, you're feeling pain, and then I, you're feeling nothing after a while. <laughs> man, that's nuts. 
All right, I think we'll get out of there, out of here. On that, on that note. That uh, wonderful note. Well, uh, animal could fun. You choke out, could you choke out a crocodile, Ben, if one came after you? No, I, I always thought you had to run in a zigzag line because they, okay. they can't deal with the zigzag. They get off balance? Yeah, it's hard for them to shift their body that quickly. If it was right up in your face, though, would you just give it a good sock in its nose? I guess it's not a nose. What is it, a... Uh... I don't know. What is that called? Is it a snout? What is that on a crocodile? Beak, the snout, the mouth. I don't know. <laughs> I call it a snout with sharp teeth. Imagine how shocked the crocodile is, though, when the lion eats it. Because the crocodile must think it's invincible. Uh-huh. And then it gets eaten by the lion. And then uh, they, that's why they call it the king of the jungle. They call it the king of the jungle. All right, we'll get out of here. Uh, thank you. Have a great rest of your Sunday. What do you got going on here, Danny G? Anything to promote? It is Sunday, so going to have some fun with Covino and Rich on the air this afternoon. And then right before your show, it is Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier. And I will be in the, God willing, I will be back in the <laughs> amazing radio station and all that. So it's it's not really, Bye-bye. no, it's not really, it's just, uh, yeah, just kind of. See you later, uh, homie. Exactly. It's, it's that kind of thing. Anyway, have a great rest of your Sunday. I'll hopefully talk to you tonight, 11 p.m. in the West. 2 a.m. Monday morning in the East on my show, and Danny will be in uh, many, many hours before that, and we'll uh, catch you then. Later, skater. Bye, Felicia. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts